And I love what Pastor Chris said. I love it so much. I love it more than 100%. Discover personally how the Word of God can affect and make a change in your life through the ministry of Pastor Chris Ross. Pastor Chris is the founder of Breakthrough Ministries International Church with multiple branches in South Africa and abroad. He is a healing evangelist for the Jesus the Answer Outreach Ministry, an outreach crusade bringing healing, deliverance and breakthrough to many people. Breakthrough Ministries International is a vibrant church with young, energetic people full of zeal and fire for the Lord. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast channel to receive new messages every week. Now, let's listen to Pastor Chris. Let me talk about how you can help in the ministry. Amen. Matthew 16 verse 18. Matthew 16 verse 18. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Hallelujah. The Lord is building His church and we are helping to build. Amen. You know, in that same verse, it talks about whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Yeah. So you find many Christians, they say they do spiritual warfare. And they go into what you call binding and loosing. Also see intercessors. Was often binding and loosing. But you know, the real warfare is not in the binding and loosing. The real warfare is in the building of the church. Because if you go back, you see, I will build my church. And you will see where the gates of hell is coming against you. Not in the binding, it's there at the building. Yeah. Because what you've done, you've taken the war, whoever wants to build, that's why, that's why, pastor, it's better to say, You get many pastors with that. And my assignment this week is at Pastor Lenz Church. <laughs> you see, it's very, it's the most difficult part of the work. So then the people don't get involved into that thing. So because, you see, when you build a church, you attack the enemy at his gates. And the enemy don't want to be attacked at the gates. Like in any war, like what Russia now did, they attacked Ukraine in their backyard. So what Ukraine have to do what they call counter-offensive. Push them out. They are in our back. You rather want to fight them in neutral ground or you want to fight them in their backyard? Yeah. It's like Jason's coach used to say, never play football in your own half. Always play football in the opponent's half. Boer by alle pala. Munita, as much sukin the ball and what's after me. Jason had a coach like that. Forgive. <laughs> but the real war is there. You see? Building the church. That's why pastors don't feel bad if it's difficult and hard. Most glamorous pastors, they've given up on building the church but they have assignments to preach other places. It's a very hard thing. But God is with you. And the prophetic promise of God is going to come to pass if you believe it with all your heart. Amen? 
So rather build than bind. That's why this notion of sisters having intercessory groups apart from the church, you know, it's, 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 that's not the true warfare. The true warfare is building the church. Oh, yes. There's, there's many, uh, what do you call, parachurch movements, Pastor Danny. They have a men's ministry. But they don't have to say brothers from different churches. Yeah. Prophet roundtables. Apostolic roundtables. Sorry, sorry, Apostle. I think now your roundtables to square mark. That's why they were. Nobody comes to a church growth conference because they've given up. <laughs> but we haven't given up. We believe our churches are going to grow in Jesus' name. Building the church is a spiritual warfare. And it makes Satan mad, you see, because we're at these gates. And it is met with resistance. Building the church is met with lots of resistance. Orangus are not found in parachurch movements, in, in collective choirs. That's not a church. But just try to build your, the church. Just try to build the church. Resistance. Criticism. Lies. Backstabbing. Calling you a cult. Calling you demons. The devil hates the church. Doesn't want to see the church strong. And then he works on the ignorance of the people. That's why he'll give you pastors that will give you, will feed you now in the latter days with knowledge and understanding. Yeah. Are you with me? Yeah. Because if he can draw you away from the gathering, ah, he's succeeding because the church is a warfare against his work. Do you understand? This book here, I was reading it today. I was so blessed. There's two chapters in there. If God speaks me tomorrow, I'll share about it. How you are drawn away from the assembly of the saints. You see, it's, it's Satan's thing is separate them. Just get them away. Ah, first make them start coming to church less. And after the, the little once a week, then it's once every second week. Then it's once every third week. And later you are out. That's why Paul says, don't neglect the gathering of the saints. But you don't know what is in the gathering of the saints. Tomorrow, I'll, 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 if God spares me, I'll share. Why the gathering, or maybe Sunday, why the gathering of the saints? What does that do to Satan? Oh, he hates it. Because when, when God gathered his angels, he separated, you see. So he wants you also to separate. It destroys you. But I want to show you that you can help the pastor in building the church. Amen? Because this is not the boring church where I preach for 30 minutes and then you go home. No. We're making it an exciting church. You also have your part to play. Amen? You're also involved. Hallelujah. 
And listen to Matthew 11, 28. God is asking you to take up the burden of his church. Matthew 11, 28, 29, 30. Listen to this. Come to me, all you that labor and that are heavy laden. I will give you rest. Verse 29. Take my yoke upon you and then learn of me. I am meek and lowly in heart. And you'll find rest in this verse, verse 30. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. What is the burden of the Lord? The burden of the Lord is you taking up what is, what is on God's agenda. Uh-huh. You have a burden, but God will take your burden. Bring your burdens to the Lord and leave it there. But he's going to exchange it for his burden. What is his burden? His church. So you must get involved in his church. But I'm here to tell you the burden is not heavy. The burden is light. Glory to God. So he says, uh, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Hallelujah. And we are taking up this burden. 1 Corinthians 16, 15. I'm rushing because I've got too much to say and too little time. Wait, 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 wait. I beseech you, brethren, you know the house of Stephanas, that it is the first fruits of Acacia, and they have addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. These people were addicted to church. Amen? Like somebody is addicted to cigarettes. But you can also be addicted to the ministry of the Lukia. You can be addicted. It's almost like if there's no church this Sunday, the food say, Yeah, it's a sirechi. My wife once said she had to stay out of church to, visit, to look after her mother when her mother was very ill. And she told the mother, something is, I'm itching. Because I'm having withdrawal symptoms. I need to smoke the pipe of the church. Most of you are praying for a break. Pastor. May the Holy Spirit give you this addiction. That you say, when are we meeting again? Why must we wait seven days? Hallelujah! The old Pentecostals used to meet seven days a week. This modern church has grown cold. There's no addiction. Because now we have many things competing with the, with, the, with the beauty and the glory of the church. Satan is calling your attention away from the church. But may you be an addicted person in the name of Jesus. Now sit down quickly. The pastor that is leading the church is full of limitations. Amen. Because he's just a human being. Churches that are small 
is because there's not a lot of good helpers around. Yeah. Churches that are big as many helpers. And one of the reasons why we are struggling maybe at BMI is because there's not many helpers. Now, why is it important for you to help to make the church grow? Number one, because, the, because of the weakness of the leader. You see, the pastor can't do everything. Never. And the pastor has many weak spots in his life. Just look at Romans 8 verse 26. The Bible says, the spirit helps our infirmity. Our weakness and our shortcoming. Yes. So your ministry can only grow as big as the helpers that you have around you. That's true. Your ministry can only grow as big as the helpers you have around you. It is limited by people who help. And you see, you might, you might not be known. And people might not know what you are doing. But you are really helping in the weakness of your pastor. Are you listening? And I hope the pastors have brought some of their members along to hear this. Because I also want to give them something. I don't know if they'll come back tomorrow. Every man of God has a ministry that goes like in an upward trajectory. And then it comes to a place where the ministry starts to plateau and eventually it goes down. I was talking to somebody the other day and I said, even the great men of God, you'll see there's a time when there's a peak. Somebody was telling me to listen to someone and I said, no, listen to that guy in the 1980s. Like there's a peak. But the anointing is strong. And then it comes a time where it just starts to go flat. No more upward. Everybody, and I'm sure our ministers will also experience that. But the more yalpas you have, the more upward the ministry goes. Are you listening? And you are that yalpa. Tell your neighbor, he's talking about you. <clears throat> you see, because we have many limitations. And many of you here, and again I'm speaking to the, I'm preaching to the same. Jesus. Many of you can see the weakness, but you just pass by. <laughs> you can see the church still needs this, and you maybe have money to give for that small thing, but you just say, you like the people who pass by the, Samar the, the Samaritan uh, the man that was, sorry, the man that was robbed and lay by the wayside. The Bible says a priest came by and a Levite, two religious people, and they just left him there. But the Samaritan was actually like a bad person in the eyes of the Jews. That's why the story is called the Good Samaritan. The, the Samaritans were seen as such bad people. At one stage they said of Jesus, are you a Samaritan because you have a devil? Yeah, that's they saw the Samaritans as demon-possessed people. But the Bible says, this man, whom nobody reckoned, whom nobody thought is important, he came and he helped the man that was lying on the ground. And I'll tell you, that man that was helped will never forget the Samaritan who helped him. Because you never forget people who help you. 
Oh yes. So, so if you're going to help in the church, you will be remembered. And you'll be remembered by God. Not just by your pastor. You will be remembered by God. Amen. Where were the Levites when we needed them? Where were the priests? But it was a Samaritan. And this is how the Holy Spirit comes to help. Amen. Because even though your pastor might be called apostle, bishop, or whatever, high reverend, weakness. Why must they be helpers in the house of God? If you want to have big churches to grow, why must they be helpers? Because the pastor has weaknesses. That's point one. Maybe the pastor is very impatient. So you must make sure that nothing irritates him so much. Are you with me? It's not right for him to be so impatient, but that's his weakness. <laughs> do you see? He don't know how to do the social media. Because he was born in the, in the 60s or in the 70s. So he would like to put his thing on Facebook, but he sent it to the wrong he don't know what is a status versus a DP. You want to send one picture, then you see plus 1,054 pictures came. You don't know how. You know how. You Levite. You priest. And you laugh and say, Kate for pastor. Pastor took lower status. But you didn't help. You didn't say, Pastor, let me show you how it works. The pastor dunk a gram as I owe dung, but he help is a spirit. I did the gram as Instagram. I say, what the gram? The pastor, the pastor comes to a young people service with pointing crocket and don't shoes. I did it with Nike Air Force Wanderer. He doesn't know. It's a pastor's appointed suicide. You don't help your pastor. You see him struggling. You like this people that laughed at the man that was attacked by the robbers. You can serve. You get coffee at the coffee shop, you say, Rakiko mag dikanas coffee. Say kan it bitter ma. Ma say vali tahan yap. Now everybody say, "Hey, coffee shops are kinders for lunk, you." 
Maar die Japus. Waarom was het niet deze kleine? Ik maak nog eens warm. Het is niet die tijd, man. Die tijd. You know, number two. Helps is an anointing of the Holy Spirit. You know, the Yaps ministry is from the Holy Spirit, is from God. It's not something lightly. If you, if you see in 1 Corinthians 12, 28, the Bible says God has set some. 1 Corinthians 12, 28. And God had set some in the church. You see, apostles, then prophets, then teachers, and then, listen to this, miracles, gifts of healings, and there, you see number six, helps. You are placed in your church to help your pastor. It is not just by chance. God has given it. It's from the Holy Spirit. To help your pastor is a gift of the Holy Spirit. Because it's not just him you're helping. You're helping the church where you belong to. And you're helping to build God's church. Make it look nicer. Make it flow smoother. Make it work so that when others visit, they say, wow, this is nice. So many helpers. Amen. And God raises people just to help. Huh? The devil attacks those who help. And the devil uses some of you to attack the helpers. You see, you must be very careful if you attack, if you attack a helper of the pastor because it is not just that the pastor chose the person. Listen to this verse. God said some. It was God's choice. And you see, even me, I, if you attack my helpers, you, you might think that you say, this person, this and this. You don't know, most of the stuff they do is what I told them to do. <clears throat> so if you root to them, you, you don't think you're going to win my favor. No, 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 no. You make a big mistake. Because we are one unit together. We are moving the church together. That's why you yapas mustn't get quickly offended and say, ah, let no diggers. The devil will yapas afbreak so that the pastor can fall. Yeah. He removes the support structure so the pastor can't lean on. He can't say, lean on me when you're not strong and I'll be your friend. Ah, fat weg! It's set by God. Number three, the Holy Ghost is the, it's a big English word, quintessential example of a helper. It's like the best example of a helper, the Holy Spirit, because the Bible refers to the Holy Ghost as a helper in John 14 verse 16. Just listen to this. And I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Amen? 17. The spirit of truth in the words will not see. But the Bible, the, 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 the word comfort today is helper. Hallelujah. 
The Holy Spirit is the classic quintessential example of a helper. I will ask the Father and he will give you another. Hey! There's it in the New King James. So, Munise, who come with pastor? Two men say, it was to me, Alpi. Another Yalpa. Because we don't want just one Yalpa. We want many Yalpas. Not we, the church. The church of Jesus. You see, all of you pastors, even if your church only has 30 people, if all of them can become Yalpas, then you see the growth will come quickly. This is only one, one strategy for growth, is that the people in the church must become Yalpas in the church. Are you with me? Sitting back is not going to do anything to help the pastor. We need more than one Yalpa, another Yalpa, that we may abide with you forever. Hallelujah. And the Yalpas that are already in place mustn't now get jealous if a new Yalpa is being taken on board. Because the pastor needs another Yalpa. Save us now, Ali Yarada. We did a lot of changes in our church just for the other pastors. We, I had to transition to the younger people because of the way we are running. We are running fast and far. So you need youth energy and knowledge of technology, um, digital things, you know, and the trip. So I told the other people, don't, don't feel threatened because we are, we are bringing up this. And, I, and it's one of the best things I did as a leader. Yeah. And I'm going to do more changes now. I can see areas where, I'm, where that thing is not, the yapa that is there is not yapping lekka. You know lekka? It's not yapping lekka, so I need to put another yapa with that yapa. I've also seen this. Once I place another yapa, that's seen it. That oh yapa, beweeg no iti plek, beweeg weg. But I can't even say beweeg weg, ni. I can even say exti iban om jou te jou. Nou los, zij zij jou, zij doen nou nou niks. Maar zij, wat is hij? Wat is hij? Sak? Is het niet sakasme ni? Wat is hij? Zij is voor 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 makere of iets is hij? Is that it? What's the English word? There's no such word in English, isn't there? For Makarach. Huh? Google Translate, they say there's no such word. I'm trying to explain to Titsi. She don't know what I'm talking about. It's like I'm sending another Yalpa then. Then, then this Yapa say, okay, if there's another Yapa, then you must don't need me. You see, there's no word like that in, in English. It's called Famakurach.
hearing me, BMI? I don't even, it's all the leaders here. It's all my leaders here. My helpers here. Yeah, so when you're busy with something, you're going to find soon one or two or three more helpers around you. Why? We're going to have a mega church here. And we're going to have church growth. But church growth needs many helpers. For one man to reach the summit of Everest, there's 270 helpers. Don't forget it. And for our churches to grow, everybody must become a helper. Amen. The Holy Spirit is the quintessential helper. Hallelujah. Why? Because number one, he is a silent, invisible helper. Hy vraag nie, hoekom kan ek die mic op die steeds vat? Why can't I be seen? Many of you mustn't make that mistake. Even if you are never seen, the greatest helper is the Holy Spirit and He's, in, he's invisible. Wow. He's not seen. Dan wil sê, dankie voor gesê word. Number one is invisible. Number two uh, is the real power behind what's going on. I'll never forget Benny Hinn. I used to listen to Benny Hinn a lot. He was, he was a great teacher. And then he spoke about Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you know. He always attempts to explain things that others don't try to explain. Then he said, God is the, God is the speaker. And God said, all right, Jesus is the doer. Whatever God says, Jesus does. And he said, let there be light, and there was light. But he said, the Holy Spirit is the power behind the doing. The three work together. The Father speaks, the Son does, and the Spirit is the power behind the doing. So even if you see something wonderful happen in the church, it's not Pastor Chris, it's the Holy Spirit. Yes. But He's invisible, so you can't see Him. So if you see people falling under the power, our carpet was supposed to come this week, but it, it looks like it's not going to make it on time. Because it's, it's a special carpet with bouncing foam. So if you fall under the power, you bounce back again. I've ordered it because I want many people to experience the touch of the Holy Spirit. I won't be afraid to fall because soft carpets. It's coming soon, next week. I think next week before the youth concert. But the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is the power. I tell you, I've been surprised by the work of the Holy Spirit many times. And I, sometimes I'm preaching, I'm talking, and then suddenly I feel, there's the Holy Spirit. I can't dictate how and when he must work. He works when he wills. I must only discern when is he working. Uh -huh. Hallelujah. So number one is silent, invisible. Number two is the real power behind what's going on. And number three is actually more important than the person you can see. 
That's the Holy Spirit. So I'm explaining to you what you as a helper can become. It's not always the person on the stage that looks important. It's you that can make it look important. Even now my sound, that guy's running my mixer now. Huh? I can't run there and turn the knobs. So they're helping me to, to make you hear what I'm saying. Amen. And the Holy Spirit is more important than the person you can see. Yeah. These, some of my great helpers are, are very little on stage. These guys, Virgil them, they get the stage, the platform, they get to sing. But that some of the truest helpers are just sitting on, in, in, that make mega decisions for things to happen here. Oh, yes. Number five, number five. I'm coming close to the, to the close. I'm just, just giving you a spaghetti mince meatball of church growth. But God promised us that our churches will grow. And we are tapping into this last day church growth explosion. We refuse to be left behind. The little ones shall become a thousand. They shall not be few. All my churches I plant, I leave them this prophecy. Pastor Sergio, did I leave you this prophecy? They shall not be few. Yeah. I was watching a video where Bishop Dare came to us in 2011, and I saw him prophesying over Sergio. Sergio was very thin then. <laughs> we'll show you those clips. We must actually play those clips where Bishop visited our church. It is amazing. Then he calls him up, and then he says, you, you will be a pastor. He wasn't a pastor, then he just said, you will be a pastor. You see, so you, you, now you see words that come from certain people's mouths come, come real, becomes real. And I said to them, you will not be few, prophetically. And they are starting to grow in Uppington. And very soon there will be more than 100 regularly, then more than 200. They must not be casual. And they must take the work of God serious. They have a wall now that can seat about 300 people. Yeah, it must be full. After this conference, I tell you, there's going to be anointings that will come from here. I don't feel like that. I don't feel it. But the Holy Spirit said, we must, I must do this thing. Even if you have two or three members who are sitting here in a church growth conference, which will then be better proof to show that, that you've come from here. And oil is going to fall on you here. And very soon you will take pictures and send and say, Pastor, look, the church is starting to grow. Because we're tapping into what God is going to do for us. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. It's all in the books. But because I know you, you won't read it. But I'm sharing it with you. Sit down, Sergio. Thank you. Help us. Number five, 2 Kings 6, 24. Number four, sorry. The wife is another pattern of a helper. The Holy Spirit and the wife. Of course, when Adam was made, God decided to give him a helper. Amen? 
Why? Because number one, the wife is your source of comfort. Or she's supposed to be if she's a good wife. Not all the wives are a source of comfort. Some people don't want to come home. But I'm just talking about a normal wife. Which is also hard to find, but a wife, man, you know what I'm saying? A real wife. That's what the Bible calls her a helper. So the pattern you must follow is like a wife. She's your source of comfort. But the second one is powerful. She's your source of fruitfulness. Because without her, you can't make a baby. The baby is the fruit, the multiplication. So without the helper, the church can't grow. Do you get it? Where's the wife? Where's the wife? You are that wife, spiritually speaking. Do you see? The pastor is here to feed you. You are the one that must multiply. He feeds you. You bring in the sheep. You multiply. And the wife is the source of fruitfulness. Hallelujah. Without the wife, there's no children. And the real fruitfulness of a minister is from his helpers. Let me give an example. You see this group Hillsong. They were like very popular in Australia, right? But their real pastor was uh, this guy from the Assemblies of God. Yeah. Then people must, people that are carnal don't understand. Yes, they were a big attraction for, for people to come to his church, but they are just a yalpa of the pastor, the wife, the type of fruitfulness that makes the church grow. But they were not the main people in the church. Oh, don't get it wrong. It was Pastor Brian Houston. And the same all over. If you look at this bands, there's a pastor there. And the, the music is helpers. The ushers are helpers. Do you understand? They make fruit, they make things, the, the, the shepherds, the shepherds here that bring people in, you are the fruitful wife. You are the fruitful wife. The example of a good helper. Ask your neighbor, have you brought someone to the church already? Have you borne fruit yet? Ask your neighbor, have you brought anyone here? Or you're just also coming to sit and enjoy 30 minutes of Pastor Chris. I've got to close, I've got to close, but I'm far from closing. I gave you two things of the wife. The third thing is, the wife is a source of support. She understands me. She's supposed to. I'm talking about good wives. Understands you, she's a source of support. The helper in the church is a source of support. Amen? When no one else can understand me, then my wife understands me. Hmm? Source of support. You must become a source of support to your pastor. You are a type of a wife. Do you see? I help her.
Hallelujah. Then number five, God is the greatest helper. Because the Bible says, if God does not help you, 2 Kings 6.24, if God does not help you, how can anyone help you? God is the greatest source of help. Hallelujah. This was the story of them eating food and the wife selling cows dung. And then they came to the king and said, please help me. He was passing on the wall. They cried a woman unto him saying, oh, help me, my Lord. Verse 27. And he said, if the Lord doesn't help thee, when shall I help thee from? So God is also a helper. Amen. I hope you will understand the importance of your role in the church to make the church grow. You, I'm talking about you, not the pastors in front, you. If you can help your pastor, and then you will be a source of the growth and you will be helping God in his major project. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not return. Let us get to the last few, then I'm going to close for tonight, okay? Number six, the one that is helped and the one that helps are one and the same. The one that is helped and the one that is helping, they are one and the same. That's why this loyalty is very wicked. Actually, church growth can also encompass the teachings of loyalty and disloyalty. So, a weekend is, is a joke to talk about church growth, actually. You know? But this is to say that the helper and the one that is helped, they are together. It's like a soldier with his horse. Are you with me? When, this, when the horse goes down, the soldier goes down with the horse. They are like amalgamated in their victories. Isaiah 31 verse 3. They shall fail together. Now the Egyptians are men and not God, and their horses flesh and not spirit. When the Lord shall stretch out his hand, both he that helpeth shall fall, and he that is holpen shall fall down, and they shall fail together. The helper and the helped is together. But we're not going to fail together. We're going to have victories together. So the higher your pastor goes, the higher you go. Many of you would not have had what you had if it wasn't for you being with your pastor. You don't realize it. Even you be, having beloveds now, nice girlfriends and holy girlfriends, you know, not smoking dacha. And, 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 and. It's because of the church. Sometimes I feel we are so 100 years back in our spirituality, Pastor Charlie. I'm saying things that I'm almost thinking I should say. I, I should, there's another hundred teachings that must come before this one. Do you know what I'm trying to say? I don't know if they'll understand what I'm saying. If I'm wasting my energy, must I go preach in Botswana? Do you know what the church has done and can do for you? Do you realize in your cop? People leave churches as if they, they're like in a storm. They don't know what they're part of. They don't know how God has taken them out to bring them in to something glorious, marvelous, like a majestic mountain. Aye! And the wisdom is like the depth.
hebt zelf een ziel. Zij vat het niet zo. Ik kom, ik kom, ik kom. Brada! Jouw ziel kan er deze mensen op zetten. Maar die jaren het jou iets verkies. We shall have victories together. Yeah, we will overcome together. Hallelujah. And a good pastor will not forget his helpers. No. Good pastor will not forget. Many of my helpers here, they had opportunities that others would pay a lot of money for. Yeah, they met people, they were with me. <laughs> Some said, at the dining table eating lunch with me and Bishop Dag, and they didn't say a word for one hour. It's something other pastors in other countries are dying for. Yeah. It's true. Some of my cleaners who, who scrub floors here in the church, they took pictures hugging Bishop Dag like this. Anointed, I mean, just a drip of anointing. You don't, because you're 100 years in the understanding. You might not know what I'm saying, like the, the man's hand around you, like just a gesture of made me well with you is all you need. And it shall be well with you. I believe the prophetic words. That past that prophet said over me, I will never be poor. So I will never be poor. No, he said poverty will never be associated with me ever, ever. Three times. So if you clever, stay close to me. <laughs> and then the, a little bit of that will rub off on you. Number seven, let me close, let me close. The donuts are out. Oh, Jesus. I'm rushing through this, but I, I wanted to give everybody something. Number seven, some yalpas are overworked because other yalpas are on pause. Lance, can I get my deep breath for the Lance? Huh? So much, alles doen, but the others kijk. Alles gepost. Philippians chapter two, verse twenty-five to thirty. Yet I suppose it necessary to send you. Epaphroditus, my brother and companion in labor and, fe and fellow soldier, but your messenger and he that ministered to my wants. Verse 26. For he longed after you all and was full of heaviness because that he had heard that he had been sick. 27. For indeed he was sick, nigh unto death, but God had mercy on him. And not on him only, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. Verse 28. I sent him therefore the more carefully that when you see him again, 
you may rejoice and that I may be in less sorrow. Receive him therefore in the Lord with all gladness and hold such in reputation. Verse 30. Because for the work of Christ he was nigh unto death, not regarding his life. Now listen to this. To supply your lack of service toward me. This boy is mentioned in verse 26, his name. Paul is explaining what he did and how Paul was very sad if he was going to die. Paul would be very sorrowful, so he's glad the Lord saved him. He said, this boy, he, yeah, Epaphroditus, his name is mentioned. Go back to verse 30. Listen to what he says of him. He supplied your lack of service toward me. You should have helped, but you didn't. So he took your place and he helped even more. So he became so sick, he almost died, but I was sorrowful. I said, Lord, don't let him die because he's my only helper. The others are all on pause. Why is our church not growing? Maybe too many of us, of our helpers are on pause. Say amen. But today the Lord is changing that, huh? You're all going to become helpers in the house of God. Amen. Yes. One person is like a juggler. Must juggle everything. <laughs> Pastor Jason is back from America now. He can see what I'm talking about. You get certain people that must do a lot. They juggle the balls. They juggle the balls. There's so much help you could have given. But somebody must carry the weight. Huh? You just come and sit and say, the pastor has nice shoes on today. It's all you say. And you have many excuses why you can't help. Pastor, I can't help because my children are small. Do you know, the Israelites used that excuse when God was angry with them. They used the children. Then, then later in the Bible, the, the Lord says to them, your children that you use as an excuse, they will go into the promised land, but you will not go in. Because you use them as the reason why you can't do this and you can't. So be careful when you use the children as an excuse. I told these young couples, some of them are now pregnant. For security reasons, I can't pinpoint them. But I told them already, I don't want to hear nonsense of you nursing children at home. That your children will crawl under these chairs here in the church. And they will shine the floors here with a, what do you call that, baby girl, baby that old, that, that, that feather thing, huh? The baby crawlers, yeah. Buy it with that thick uh, fleece because they can shine the floors here. When, my, when, uh, when, these boys, when this boy was small and this one here, there was never, my wife, from day one, they went to church with us. My wife was alone on the balcony at the back. In the church we attended, and I was right in front doing the work of the ministry. 
was nothing like play very high. No mujayuk. Jai sab man jamunuk very high play. Tikan tikan suk bosom to drang. Now zikan tuk al itin yau zikan sistem suk al dak. Because don't use excuses all the time. You can all help in the house of God. It's one of the great things that will make us a big church. Church growth and the ministry of helps. I gave you two things tonight. The prophecies and the ministry of helps. I'm closing. Number eight. You may not be forgiven on judgment day. For not helping, you may not be forgiven. Second Timothy four, sixteen to seventeen. In the NARV, you may not be forgiven on Judgment Day for not helping. At my first answer, no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. I pray God that it may not be laid to their charts. Verse 17. Notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me, that by me the preaching might be fully known, and that all the Gentiles might hear. And I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. Go again to verse 16. He says, at my first answer, no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. I pray God <laughs> that the fact that you didn't help me might not be laid to your charge when you stand before the judgment seat. Paul said, I pray God that the Heere toch maar vir jou genadig moet wees, want sy kon jou, toe het sy my nie gehelp. Here it is. No man stood with me, but they all forsook me. Put it in the NLT. See what it says. The first time I was brought before the judge, no one came with me. Everyone abandoned me. May it, may it not be counted against them. Because it means at the judgment seat, this thing will come up. Yeah, you just sit down and look at me. Number nine, through Yalps you will receive mercy on the day of judgment. Second Timothy 50, 2 Timothy 1, 15 to 18. 2 Timothy 1, 15 to 18. As you know, everyone from the province of Asia has deserted me, even Phygelus and Amogonus. Verse 16. May the Lord show special kindness to Onesiphorus. I like this. Please settle, I'm closing. May the Lord show special kindness to Onesiphorus and all his family because he often visited and encouraged me. He was never ashamed of me because I was in chains. Verse 17. When he, came, when he came to Rome, he searched everywhere until he found me. 
may the Lord show him special kindness on the day of Christ's return. And you know very well how helpful he was in Ephesus. Through your Yab's ministry, you will receive mercy on the day of judgment. Brothers and sisters, our churches can grow bigger and it will grow bigger if everyone that's in the church starts to understand that they have a gift and a ministry to help. Are you with me? And if you were not doing something, then it stops today, right here, right now, and you will do something. And you that are doing something, I ask you, can't you do just a little bit more? You see, I don't know if the weekend will allow us. We're going to talk about bringing people to church. The taxi method that we're using. Some of you have, have, have enough money to even pay for a taxi. You know? And say, look, I can't get involved there, but I can maybe give... How much is the taxi to, to, to West Bank? You say 300 rand. You say 300 rand or 500 rand, Robbie? Huh? 300. He says 300. So... Some of you can say, you know, I'll, give, I'll pay for the taxi for West Bank. It's simple. You, you have financial abilities to help, but you withhold it. And all that souls that come every week, whether that can be, or whatever you help, will be transformed into great people through your ministry of helps. And one day when it's going to be accounted to you in heaven, this might be your salvation from judgment. Only she for us. Hey. The Lord so special kindness. And this is Paul. He died at the age of 58. He was also uh, hanged or in Rome. May the Lord show special kindness to only she for us. And all his family, not just him, his family. Because he often visited me and encouraged me. He was never ashamed of me because I was in chains. Our churches are going to grow bigger and everybody is going to play their part. Now tomorrow, I'm gonna, if God spares us, I want to start unpacking the practical things we're going to do. Okay, the practical things we're going to start to do and how we're going to strategize into doing certain things that will immediately bring results. And it needs a lot of helpers, this thing that we're going to do. Because it's not one thing that makes the church grow, it's many things. And one person can't be all over. Currently we have a situation at BMI, I don't know about the other churches, where few people are doing most of the work. But if we can get more people on board, more people, even if you're new, she was new, Stan. She wasn't even here a month or two, no? And I immediately recognized that this child can be a great helper. And then, since that day, she's helping. So you don't have to have, yeah, you three, yeah, is klaar te minial, Pastor Stan. 
Go to your pastor after this meeting and say, Pastor, where can I help? I can just do something small, but I can do this one thing. And nobody must be too big to do the menial work. We have a roster in our church. All pastors work in the toilet once a a year, isn't it? Yeah, once a year they must clean the toilet. All pastors. Don't have this arguments. I can create ten. You can do ten. The twenty-first of February. Akafia. Is it? Is it the twenty-first What's that song I taught you to play? Am I going to beg people to help me work? Jehovah Shammah I see you everywhere Beautiful Blessed Redeemer Your glory fills the earth Everlasting Father The one who watches me Everybody, Jehovah Shammah. Jehovah Shammah. I see you everywhere. Blessed Redeemer. Your glory fills the earth. Everlasting Father. The one.
and I think Pastor Chris Ross shared very well. He explained the message very well. So I think I'm going to ask him to share every day. You know, the Archbishop brought the prophet, and I'm also bringing you. <laughs> so you, you, you explained the, the word very nicely to all of us. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages of Pastor Chris, tune in to Chris Ross Ministries podcast. Remember, faith cometh by hearing.